When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky Athletics and your next move. This morning, very good, great to see you all. Coach, I'm curious about, you know, obviously you saw Jeremiah had two sacks, um, and obviously you didn't coach him before, but he was a guy who hadn't had one in his career until last year, but how have you really seen his pass rush specifically improve over the course of the offseason going into this year? Probably the best thing about Jeremiah is seeing him just continue to work day in and day out, playing and play out. And the one thing we tell our guys, just continue to stay on course because you don't know exactly when your play is going to come to you. You just have to continue to work. Just like some of the other guys, whether it was Zion or Braylon Trice, they were doing everything they could to try to corral the quarterback. And this was just a game where Jeremiah was rewarded as he became a father again on Thursday to where he, he got two sacks on Saturday. Jay Young Green got bumped up to the starter. Just, what did you see from his growth and progression to get that spot? Well, the one thing he's, he's been, he's been consistent as a young player, continuing to develop, continuing to stay on course, continuing to learn the system. We've seen him just grow every week uh, thus far. Did you sit him out a game because you weren't sure if you were going to redshirt him or not? Well, an, initially, that kind of was a thought, but then you, as, you, as you obviously saw, a few guys got hurt here and there. And then the one thing that we just kept seeing, his performance. He's got a great skill set. He's long. He's athletic. He definitely prepares, uh, like, like as, as we would say, like a pro for a young guy. And he's someone that, that we think can give us a chance to win. Coach, back when you played, it was a different game where you would see a heavy defensive teams. And now with college football, it's just some of the scores that you're seeing and the points allowed. It looks like it's just really difficult to have a dominant defense and what fans of old school football are used to. I mean, how do you? Def- how difficult is it for an adjustment to adjust to this, where it just seems like the game is so slanted 
towards offense and to really slow them down and stop it. Well, and, and that, that's just kind of how college football and even professional football has evolved. It, it's becoming a game of being able to get your stops and it's a chess match. You just have to make sure you have your pieces in the right spots to get your stops at the correct time. And that's just one of the things that you're seeing, as, as you saw last weekend, with, with a lot of high-scoring games and a lot of games that may not have been as lopsided as you typically see. Uh, you, you just have to do everything in your power to make sure you can get your stops when you need them and also take advantage of the moments when you have a chance to get those plays. And that's been one of the main points of emphasis that we're focusing on. When you have your chance to get the play and to make your play, do exactly that and make your play so you can get off the field. Coach, 39, 45, and 40 the last three games. Is this defense improving? You said 39, 40. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, and and with with the people that we have out there, yes. Well, there are times we're definitely seeing uh, elements of improvement, and then there, then there are times you're seeing where, hey, you have to make your play at the point of attack. So uh, it's kind of a, a double-edged, sordid question and answer because you're seeing some improvement, but I think you also know that you have to definitely get better uh, at the point of attack and make the plays you're supposed to make as well. What, what, what specific elements of the defense do you think are getting better? Um, uh, the guys understanding and knowing where they need to fit, how they need to make the plays they're supposed to make. And, and I think the thing, when you see some of the plays where someone on the offensive scenarios against the teams we've been playing, we've had players in position. We just have to continue to improve on some of the technical elements with some of the younger players. And, and that's our job as coaches to make sure that they get better. And we also know that there is a standard that is set uh, being on defense in this program and the standards have to be met. Your improvement in terms of the players recognizing the play and then step two, executing. Yes, and, and that's all a part of the improvement process. Number one, being able to see the play that's happening. And then number two, being able to execute the technique that you have to have in order to defend that particular play. You guys, some of that? Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're good. Uh, you, you guys put out your uh, players of the week, um, and I saw Chris Moll listed, uh, listed there, and he didn't have a huge game in terms of uh, statistics, but what did he do to earn that kind of a uh, from, from a leadership, from a communication, uh, he was definitely forcing some of the issues uh, w with respect to doing his job exactly the way it's supposed to be done. And, th and that's one thing that we even saw during the week of practice. Uh, he had a very good week of being attentive when it came to some of the details, being where he was supposed to be, making sure that the defensive line and secondary were all on the same page from a communication standpoint. So when it came to him driving the defense, it's something that we saw that was really good to his particular side. Did you ever give any shot, uh, any idea, any um, thought to making him a safety since he played it before? Yeah, the, uh, some of that has come up in, in questions, yes. And we just haven't gotten there just yet. You know, j just when it comes to, to the bodies, because now if he moves to safety, now you become extremely thin at that at the will linebacker position. What do you make of Seville Small's play? Uh, Small's, Small's coming along. You know, he, he's just someone who's got to continue to keep on coming when it comes to his overall development preparation. But the, we've been definitely pleased thus far with what he's given us on defense thus far. You're 126 in the country in opponent third down defense, or opponent third down conversions. What's mm -hmm. been the main struggle for why you guys can't get off the field? Uh, being able to finish the play. If, if you see, we've had players in positions to be able to make the plays. We just have to make those plays.
that, that, that's been the thing that we have been emphasizing from, from square one at game two, making sure when you're at the point of attack, being able to make your plays. So what do you need to do to correct that? I mean, obviously you can talk about that as much as possible. Is it just drilling it more? How do you yeah, get and, it? And those are the things that we emphasize in practice. And the one thing we try to tell the players is you just have to stay on course for the progression of development. Because what we're seeing is now you're closer to where you need to be. And hopefully, as we continue to keep working, you'll be able to see some different results at the point of attack on third downs. Any chance uh, Hampton or Mish Powell will be available this week? Yeah, and that's something that hopefully we'll know more as we get through the week. I know the one thing that those two guys are doing, they're doing everything they can to get back as soon as they can. Going back to the players recognizing and then executing and then in practice, so do you then cater practice just to kind of work on the certain techniques once they've gotten past the first step of recognition? Is that the key during practice? Yes, and, and that's some of the things that you're doing in your, in your individual periods of practice where you're focusing on some of the technical aspects of your techniques. One of the changes on the depth chart today was Jay Horn um, Green being moved up. He's being listed as a starter ahead of Elijah Jackson, Devon Banks. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, just I think as we as we said earlier, one of the things that uh, Javion is being able to give us, he he's given us some added depth, some length, some athleticism, but also I said like I probably should knock on wood because he's healthy. <laughs> a couple of the other guys have been a little chipped up, uh, so when you have a healthy body that's learning and and, and doing well, uh, he, he he's going to be afforded this opportunity, and, and we feel as though he's ready to play. Does that make you as a defensive coordinator looking back at a corner? Yeah, was not, not, not nervous because the one thing that we tell them, we trust in them fully. When we put them on the field, we're going to trust and know that they're going to do and execute their job because there's a standard that is going to be set on the defense. So the, the, there isn't really an element of nervous energy. It's more, more excitement to be able to see the glow in his eyes when he can step on the field and know that the other 10 guys around him are going to trust him just like we do as a staff. You have the freshman out there. It's obvious that a quarterback or offensive coordinator on the other side is going to want to attack that. Do you make defensive adjustments knowing that that's what they're going to do and maybe some things that you might be able to attack because you know where they're going to attack? Yes, the, the, there are some things that you have to have in your bag or in your pocket just to make sure that there's an element of added protection and, and safety just when they, when they know that there is a young player out there because he's going to be tested and challenged just as every corner will in, in, in the country. So there are things that we have to have that are within our system that could somewhat protect him from time to time. Coach, looking back, how much Saturday was there talk about Delora? And what happened a year ago? Did you sense any of that during the game? Or? Not during the game, not necessarily. I, I think the one thing that I, that I really praise our players for, and, and we as a staff, is is they really focus on the task at hand and knowing that we were playing against Arizona, not necessarily him and what he had did in his past. And he's someone we, we definitely have a tremendous amount of respect for. And the, the, the guys knew that he was going to be someone that was very athletic, very fast, very elusive. And you're going to have to be on, on your guard at all, at all times. So I, I really commend our players for just keeping the focus on the, what we call keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing was us being able to, to defend Arizona as a football team, not looking at the actions of Delore and what he did um, you know, a year prior. You've seen two games of starts for Elijah Jackson the last two weeks. What, what has he done well and what is he still kind of 
working out. Uh, this is some of the things that, that he's done well is being able to play kind of what, what we say within his skill set, doing the things that, that he's required to do, his communication, playing the coverages as, as they're supposed to. The other thing that kind of has happened is just him getting a little chipped up a little bit, you know, so he's had a couple of injuries that kind of popped up here and there, and that's kind of one of the reasons why uh, Jevion is coming to the forefront there, just when you're dealing with an injury here or there, when you're on an island, and you kind of have a mid-leg injury and you're not at full speed, that will, it, will, it will hinder you from time to time. What stands out about Cal on offense? What stands out about Cal on offense? California. Oh, 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 oh uh, the athleticism. Uh, great running back in number six. Uh, he can go to distance, as you saw, against Arizona uh, a, a couple of times. Uh, they do a multiple multiplicity of things when it comes to the personnel groups. They can get in all kinds of personnel formations, doing a lot of things with their uh, wide receiver group and their wide receiver core, uh, possess a lot of skill at the wide receiver positions. Uh, from, from some of the things that we've seen thus far, uh, 11 is a guy who can really stretch the football field and, and get the job done at the wide receiver position. So they're uh, just overall a, a pro style of offense, but they do a lot of the spread elements that you're seeing in, in college football today. With Cam Williams deciding to redshirt, um, what does he do with the team? Is he practicing? Is he on scout team? Is he, you know, can you explain that situation? And has there been any talk about him possibly returning with the depth issues? Uh, his, his role has kind of evolved in, into that when someone chooses to, to want to redshirt where he has evolved into someone who is more on the special teams element and doing everything that he can to help the football team uh, be prepared for the game or for that upcoming Saturday. Any so, talk of him returning? Uh, nothing, nothing as, as yet, because it's something that we know that he wants to be able to redshirt and, and, we, and we can respect that from him as, as a player. So just to follow up on that, there's no way he'll change his mind, or that's that's, that's well, done. That, that, Richard. I guess he, he potentially could, but it's it's going to be, be more on him, you know. Coach, going back to Cal, um, it's hard for a true freshman to come in and make a, a real big splash in a, in a big Power Five conference, but it seems like the running backs been able to do that. Like, th does he look like a freshman to you, or or does he look veteran? Like, why, why is he having such a good year? No, he does not look like a freshman. If we were in Little League, this would be one of those scenarios where you would go to his parents and say, can we see your birth certificate? <laughs> no, just, just from a talent standpoint, he definitely seems more mature uh, with some of the things that he does. Very, very great in his cuts. He hits the hole very hard. And then when he's out in the open, he definitely has a gear to be able to create some separation. Uh, so, so we've been definitely impressed with him as a freshman. And, mo and most of the time in some offenses, you see those are the positions where you could really, really, really excel uh, at the running back position because th they have simplistic schemes. They have j a few run plays here and there. And then now when you get the ball in your hands, let your talent come into play. And, and he's definitely done that thus far. We've definitely been impressed with him running the football. I'm thinking you must be on the edge of whether to redshirt or not with uh, Jalen Parker and Tristan Dunn. I think they've played three or four games each. Mm -hmm. Is that just going to be determined by need? And, oh, well, some of it is going to be determined by can they help us win football games, and and that's going to be the biggest thing because if they can help us win football games and they're available, they will, they will be able to be in in the, in the football game to help us win. All right, all right. Thank you, coach. Thanks, coach. Yeah, thank you all. Go Huskies.
How we doing? Good. Obviously saw the numbers that Mike had, and that's one thing, but I know you grade things differently. Was that his best game of the season, or how does that compare to what he's done to this point? It was. It was. He, uh, um, I know I agree. I think he looks at me sideways sometimes because I grade really hard, but uh, he played a phenomenal game, just not in, obviously, the big throws, um, timeliness with the football coming out of his hand. They had a couple plays where defenders had got back up off the ground, and he made, you know, not just good throws, you know, very, very accurate throws that were first down conversions. And um, his eyes were in the right spot all night. He was seeing the whole field. I mean, really, he had it hitting on all cylinders. Protection checks were solid. His run fakes were great. Uh, he played a really, really good football game. What did Sam Adams done in the weeks leading up to the game to allow himself to get in position to play on Saturday? Yeah, Sam, Sam is a... You know, the type of back that we're looking for at UW, he's, he's a true three-phase guy. He's good in protection. He obviously had the nice catch out of the backfield, um, and he's becoming a stronger runner, you know, in between the tackles. So I, I think that there's, you know, when a guy can do all three things and stay on the field, those are the things that we've really seen. And he's been really good at preparation. You know, he had a couple games that he didn't get a play, and he stayed in the work and continued to improve, even though he wasn't, you know, getting those reps. And so it was when he had the opportunity to step up and, and have a role, it wasn't a surprise for him. It wasn't like, oh, I'm kind of behind in the offense. He knew exactly what was going on. So I think that's a, the preparation piece for Sam is probably as big as anything. Coach, I know that you go back and you dissect everything, and I'm sure that you have done a deep, deep, deep dive on fourth down conversions and a couple of the struggles you had on that as well as goal line. Can you tell me a little bit of what you've maybe looked at and? Uh, being the aggressive like you guys want to do as opposed to the play call, the execution, or whether you want to be that aggressive? Yeah, I, I, that's the obvious one, you know, right out the gate. You know, it, it hurts our red zone efficiency. It hurts keeping us on the field, point opportunities, all those things. There's The last two, two weeks have been wildly frustrating, and uh, we have to get it cleaned up. Those are things that can and do lose you football games. Um, so the first thing is, you know, it has, has been – Kind of a big point of topic lately is the the book is a suggestion, obviously, and it gives us guidance. It's not blind leading, you know, telling us exactly what to do. Um, we look at the numbers on those prior to the game and decide when we can be the most aggressive. And then uh, depending on the flow of the football game, how things are going, you know, there was a couple opportunities we could have went for it again and didn't um, because we weren't hitting you know, and, and our efficiency wasn't there in the short yards. So there's things that we have to clean up both on execution and scheme, honestly. I mean, we need to make sure we're putting our center in a great position to, um, you know, make all the calls that he can see and and uh, make sure it's not too confusing for him. And, and there's things I think we can do to, you know, always help the players. And, and uh, I think that there's some things the players can do to help the plays, obviously, and and uh, we'll, we'll get it rectified. Jeremiah Martin, did uh, you guys say on the offense we want him, or did he offer himself? You thought interesting? Or no, I, I said we want him. I've seen him push our guys the wrong way too many times, so I was like, why don't you go do that to one of them? So yeah, for sure. Have you snuck him in there before this last game? No, we, he had prep for it, but this is the first time he actually got in. We were going to use him. Uh, it might have been the Stanford game, late in the Stanford game, and, and uh, the defense, I think, had already started kind of resting him later in the football game, so he wasn't available at that point. But uh, he's 
he's awesome. I mean, you walk through it a couple times, explain it. He understands the blocking mechanics. You give him a few reps at it, and he's ready to go. So it was awesome. You want you to throw it to him now? You know, that's what I love about it. He hasn't even brought it up. But that's how you get the ball, too. Like, you don't overplay your hand. <laughs> with with Penix, it seemed like maybe his most impressive throw didn't count in terms of the 38-yard 30, mm. Giles, where he's getting hit, seems to flick the ball for 35 yards. How rare, I guess, is, is the arm talent to be able to make a throw like that the way that he did? Yeah, I think, you know, the arm talent piece is, is certainly um, amazing, and Mike Mike's done a great job of that and shown that off many times. But... Like you mentioned, he's getting hit, and the release point, you know, Giles is still in his break on a double move coming back, and Mike's throwing to a spot, you know, and a guy that he's probably completed that ball two, three times during the week. So not, I mean, not the first time, but not like he's done it a million times with him. So I think that that's the piece where Mike can throw to windows and areas and anticipate, you know, how the play is going to or the route's going to unfold versus certain types of coverage, and that's what's maybe one of the more impressive things about Mike. And he's, you know, it's, again, it's part of having a, a veteran guy that has played a lot of football, seen a lot of windows, a lot of different coverages and things like that. And he's really, that's where I think he's grown so much is the anticipation piece this this last, you know, four or five weeks now. He's, he's really, really grown into his own. Did you tell early on that he, you know, particularly was going to have a, a connection with Rome? You mean in the season or last, last, this weekend? When you got here, when you first started, you know, those guys first started working. You know, um, I'll, I'll say this. I think, you know, Mike will keep working with guys individually till he feels like he has it right with those guys. And then I think any quarterback, right, naturally finds the guys that are, you know, nobody says that they have favorites, but their favorites are the best guys. And, you know, it was pretty obvious early on that Rome was going to be a really, really good fit in this offense. I mean, I think Mike saw that as early as we did as coaches. You know, I remember being asked, you know, who was going to be a deep threat, and I had mentioned Rome, and people were like, yeah, his average yards per catch last year was whatever it was, and they were surprised. But we saw, you know, in the first couple of practices exactly what Rome was going to be. So I think Mike really recognizes who can perform what and what type of roles in our offense and then tries to accentuate that. I've just seen so many of your wide receivers are just so wide open. Is this part of the scheme that we can expect to see for years, or is there something <laughs> a little special going on this year? Hey, we just try every week, see if we can find a couple. You know, the reality is that you, you know, you work your tail off to come up with some scheme to try to get things like that where you can get guys open enough to, to make a, a good play. Uh, but the reality is that, you know, there's a lot of contested catches too, right, that – you have to work the technique and make sure it's a great ball that they can win in a contested catch situation. But, I mean, that that's what we try to do every week for sure. It also seems like you know, Rome keeps on getting better and better, but I'm seeing maybe a little bit of a maturity switch that's clicked on with him too. With who? With Rome. Yeah, Rome has been honestly one of the, and, and I can say this, maybe one of the most mature kids I've seen since I got here. And I spoke to that a little bit even when Rome was considering the transfer portal when we first got here. Just the mechanics on how he handled that, I mean, was wildly mature. I mean, he, he just really stayed in his business, went through it, tried to really get to know me and Coach DeBoer. And, and you know, once he settled on decision, he just he moved on. You know, and that's to see a kid operate that way and then stay in that type of thinking and just supportive, great teammate, great guy, smart 
uh, amazing student. You know, I mean, he's, he's as good as it gets. You guys have still been trying to obviously work on your running back rotations and, you know, injuries have played a part in that. But it seems like you've found maybe something with Cam in terms of being more of a goal line inside the 5'10 type back. What do you like about him in those situations? Yeah, yeah, he has done a really good job, not just on the goal line, but in the red zone in general of, you know, being a guy that's shown to get his pads square and get behind his feet a little bit and, you know, be able to seek that out. And I think he's been, you know, pretty decisive down there. And I think that's one of the things that helps him is once he makes a decision, you know, he works hard on getting through that gap and keeping his feet moving and breaking tackles. So he's really done a good job with that. Going back to the fourth down stuff, sorry about that. Yep. Why not just take the points? <clears throat> well, I think at that point, you know, it was early in the football game, and, and that was a time when we really felt like we did have – we had already hit one short yardage, or actually two. Um, felt like the scheme was good, and they end up bringing an ad on a linebacker late that – that got us off the edge on the one. So the one was, uh, I think, as I mentioned before, there's, there's a piece to it with confidence, you know, that if you feel good enough about it and you've seen some success early, stay aggressive, keep it downhill, and, and let's keep moving. So the early on one, uh, I think that was was kind of the obvious one. Yeah, and then the offense is humming, obviously, but defense is having their struggles. Right. How much do you talk with Kalen and even the defensive coaches about managing the offense to also help out the defense? Yeah, we, we don't really talk about that much, uh, honestly. Uh, I think that there has to be an understanding uh, as a coordinator on either side of the ball of what's responsible. And I think we've done a good job, not great, but a good job of um, recognizing when we need to chew some clock because people would see us as a tempo team. But I think most games were upwards of 31 to 33 minutes time of possession. And when we need to hold the clock a little bit and look calls the sideline, um, I can take that control. And there, there's times where you feel that and you know that, hey, we need those guys need a break and let's see, you know, see if we can get that for them. But at the same time, I think you, you just got to be careful not to fall out of your, you know, not just your comfort zone, but who you are, where all of a sudden you're, now your offense is out of rhythm and the best thing you do is move it and score points. So you want to make sure you're not sacrificing that too. But it's, it's really, I'm, that's a long answer, but I'm telling you, like, that's something that doesn't need to be explained. I mean, is there ever a reminder like, hey, you know, D needs a needs a break here or something? For sure, those things, those conversations happen, but they're short. Arizona is a, you know, a team that's given up some big rushing games. Why do you think you guys struggled to, to run the ball in that game? Well, I, I think that there was there was moments where we had, we had three really bad TFLs that were on some gap scheme plays where some guys got upfield and, the backfield mechanics weren't perfect. And, um, you know, that was something where set us behind the chains. And, and it was probably a little bit more about the amount of success we we're having throwing the ball to and that there were so many open windows to throw to. Because um, it was not that, – that's what was, I think, really unique about Mike's performance. You look at – I can't remember exactly. I think we had roughly 29 rushing attempts. So it wasn't like we didn't try to run the ball. Um, and Mike had – 44 pass attempts so it wasn't like grossly weighted either way but the other piece was that he was 81 percent completion and so it wasn't like we were coming off the field because we weren't making completions so we were just getting such good chunks of yardage and the matchups that we wanted were all hitting that it was a little bit about the opportunity piece too you know because if you take a couple of those those runs out and you just look at Wayne's yard per carrier CDs things like that they, they actually did a pretty good job.
What does Cal's defense do well? They're allowing the second fewest points per game in the conference. So what makes their defense tough to attack? Man, I, I think they're they're very consistent in their approach and they're extremely disciplined. And, you know, I was showing the the offense that yesterday that, you know, this is a team that's going to be looking for answers after a tough loss at Colorado. And, and their answers are going to come from the defensive side of the ball. Um, the perception in that, that team would be that the defense has to step up. And, and it's been like that for quite a while. Obviously, Coach Wilcox is a defensive coach. And uh, I think in the last two years, three years, the, the most points they've given up in a game is 34 against TCU last year. And uh, I think they gave up 31 maybe to Arizona this, this season. And, and at least 10 of those were late. And uh, so you, you look at a team that's done a good job of mitigating, you know, big hits and bend, not break kind of defense, I think is, is very much descriptive of them. But I think they're very disciplined. I don't, I don't think they, they have bad eyes. I think they stay where they're supposed to be. And they're going to keep the ball in front of them. And, and that can present challenges to get bigger plays. You swapped in a couple of linemen against Arizona. Was that uh, injury-related, reward-related, or pace of the game-related? So Nate Kalepo and, and Mateo, we always want to get in the game. Those are guys that you want to keep, you know, not only developing but having ready. And I think with Biney and, and Jax, you know, Jackson's still working himself into game shape. Getting those guys a series off here or there is, is a good thing to do. And, and we trust both those guys. Mateo and, and Nate have played good football for us this year, and we want to keep those guys involved so they keep getting better. And then if you have to make a change at some point because of an injury, those guys aren't, you know, a mile behind. They're ready to go. Coach, I, I think you guys have put 30 first downs up in back-to-back games for the first time in Husky history. I think Cal is number one in the league in three and outs forced defensively. Yeah. Can you just talk about the importance of kind of like putting some drives together this weekend uh, against Cal that you just described as Ben over? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, for us, we'll have to continue to play our football. Um, at the same time, I think we, we've done a good job at time in games where people have forced us to be a little more patient and, you know, take what they give us type of mentality. But at the same time, you got to keep them on their heels and, you know, finding that balance to be able to threaten people and get the ball down the field, uh, but be responsible and stay on the field will be the key for us. And, you know, we just got to stay on the attack. I think when you start, you start thinking small and playing small, then the defense can get tighter and tighter and tighter on you. You have to have them back. And, and um, we, we are an explosive offense. I think the guys should have a shot to get down the field. But at the same time, you got to find ways to get the underneath throws and the runs and things like that to keep us moving forward. Your leading tackler is a former Husky. Sort yeah. of what, what, what do you see that's made him successful? He's a good tackler. <laughs> that's number one. I think he's really good in between the box, you know, from tackle to tackle. Runs downhill. He's smart. He sees the plays develop. He knows exactly where he's supposed to be in the fit. You know, I think that he's a guy that you can see has played a lot of ball, and you know, identifies run concepts quickly and knows where to be. And in the past game, I think the same thing. I don't think he's necessarily, you know, a, a four-five guy that can run all over the field or something. But he knows where to be. And if he's supposed to be to a spot and get to a drop, he'll do it. If he's got a guy in man, he'll make sure he's covered. It just looks like a, a savvy, smart, tough football player that, that knows how to get downhill on people. It's a good player. All right. Good. Thanks, guys.
All right. Uh, good afternoon. Um, I know we kind of hashed it out and the coordinators uh, going through the game, but, uh, you know, just uh, again, um, awesome win on, uh, on, on, on Saturday. They're all big. Um, every single win uh, each year is, and each week is, uh, is huge for us. So a um, couple things that uh, as you watch the film, I'm really pleased with. Um, again, starting fast is something we emphasize. Offense, uh, both have scoring touchdowns to come out of the locker room. Big deal for us, and uh, you know, really the thing about it, the defense, um, you know, for the first five possessions, you know, not allowing any points. Um, now we just got to sustain that through the second half, and uh, you know, finishing strong. Um, got to stop at the end. Got to score uh, to make it a ten-point game. And I think the piece that uh, you know, I've, I've brought up a lot um, over the year is uh, just kind of going into the locker room at halftime and coming out and. Being able to put seven points on the board before uh, the half uh, with eight seconds left and coming out and scoring again. And uh, really, their offense not having a chance to score. And it was a tie game. And all of a sudden, they're down 14 is a big deal. Um, just that momentum there. Uh, Devin Culp doing a great job on an onside kick, you know, just to come out of the third quarter. And the kick actually was placed in a pretty good spot. And uh, he just, uh, it was probably a tougher onside recovery than what I even realized, uh, you know, until you flip on the film. So hats off to Devin because uh, he put his uh, he put his uh, himself out there and uh, hung on to the ball. So um, just, a, you know, a lot of learning opportunities. Uh, you know, you, you we've gone through success and then uh, handling that um, and then going through some adversity and understand how to handle adversity. Um, you know, now we're back to where we got to go play a game on the road and uh, get a chance to go into a, a, a bye week after that. Um, having some momentum here with uh, two wins would be huge for us. And, uh, you know, the bye week can't, can't come fast enough probably because um, we're that close, I think, to being healthier, getting some guys back. Um, but just as we uh, – have you guys seen once you, uh, you gain some guys, you lose a couple here and there, both sides of the ball. So – um, huge week for us. We know Cal and going on the road there in particular is, uh, is a tough, uh, tough feat for us um, just uh, over the years and historically. So Coach Wilcox, I know coming off of last weekend, will have his team uh, fired up and you know, motivated to, uh, to have a big day. So um, you know, I'm excited about the challenge. I think our guys are excited about the challenge. You know, played well. Husky Stadium was good to us. Appreciate the fans and you know, the energy again, uh, just the vibe that was in the stadium. Uh, really appreciate uh, you guys coming out. So, questions? Coach, you talked to Coach Grum about the fourth down, um, I guess, mm -hmm. frustrations there. Mm -hmm. The first one looked like Arizona had shifted their defense to mm -hmm. that side of the field. Is that where either Mike's got to check out of that or there's got to be a timeout call? Do you think at yeah, that it was, I was real close, um, real close. But, you know, just um, you, you watch enough film, you feel still feel like you, you, got, you got the chance. And, um, you know, the, the, I haven't even really talked to Grub about it, but you just one where you kind of right at the end, you like right before the ball snapped, you're not sure. And when you're not sure, I've uh, been doing it long enough, you trust your gut. But uh, I still like what we did. You know, we've done that already this year. Um, once other, one other time on a short yardage situation, very successful uh, with that same play. And so um, there was some movement late. Um, and, um, you know, there's not something that we would have Mike check into on that play or, um, you know, him really be on his shoulders. 
And so it's really just the short yardage, you know, on fourth down. You know, the fourth downs uh, in all the other situations throughout the course of the year, we've actually been really successful. And uh, it's really helped us get started. We've had some fourth down conversions on first drives. I think of UCLA on a fourth and six, you know, first drive. We score a touchdown. And uh, we just got to, you know, be really uh, on task again with uh, making sure our short yardage stuff is uh, good, especially in the red zone. Coach, you're noted for being an offensive guy, but you know, with some of the struggles that we've seen on defense, how involved do you get on with what's going on over on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I sit in meetings every day. You know, I'm sitting in different rooms, and offense and defense meet at the same time. And I think we can be very efficient uh, offensively uh, between me and the offensive staff. Uh, you know, with um, watching practice film. Um, recapping, I can see usually things happen on the field that we just need to clean up, make those notes, uh, click through the film, uh, talk with Coach Grubb, and uh, be able to just express, hey, you know, take a look at this, or, um, or you know, I don't know if you saw this on the field, but you know, let's make sure we get this cleaned up. Um, you know, what are you seeing in this play versus that look? Uh, and that allows me on defense to, you know, be involved with uh, meetings in the morning as we're installing the game plan and in the afternoon as we're uh, as we're going through things. Uh, Coach Morrell, Coach Inge, you know, and just, uh, you know, understand the philosophic philosophically what we're trying to accomplish in the big picture and uh, hearing the details in the position meeting rooms as we're installing it. How did you have a chance to talk to Jackson Sermon? Did he come in and meet with you and tell you why he was leaving? No, um, there really wasn't uh, much of, uh, I mean, it was really brief. And I think the, his mind was made up. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things, um, you know, I get it. You know, he's going to coach or go play for his dad and uh, the opportunity there, um, you know, and he obviously very much missed in this program. Um, and I uh, know he gave everything he had and, um, going to be a player that we got to be ready for uh, this weekend. You know, does a great job, and um, you know. But I, I mean, there's there's certain opportunities that are special, and uh, you know, as much as we miss him, and it was hard to see that happen. Um, I also understood, and um, you know, that's uh, that's where that's kind of how that all fell into place. You guys seem to rotate a lot of players on de <clears throat> on defense during the game. How do you balance that with wanting to find that consistency? Is it a matter of maybe just letting guys kind of take those links and just keep playing them versus not switch them out, or how do you balance that? Yeah, I think just keeping guys fresh on defense is huge. Um, I think that will continue to happen. Uh, some of it's out of necessity and rotating guys in, and um, as they're coming back, um, you know, I mean, Asa pretty much just hung in there the whole game. You know, um, did, did a nice job. I can see he's not quite in playing shape uh, in between, you know, timeouts and when they come off the field. But, uh, you know, it was a, it was big for him to get out there and, and play a lot. And he, he brings some comfort to us. And so there's some guys that are playing a lot of snaps. And then, you know, there's a, there's a lot of running. And uh, the more you can rotate and keep guys fresh on defense, I think um, it keeps them hungry uh, for their opportunity. And, um, you know, a lot of defenses, getting as many people to ball as you can. So, uh, you know, when we see a guy that's fatigued or a, a loaf that happens, um, you know, we're going to sub in. And, and we want the guys to be confident that, you know, if they tap themselves out, um, that that's not a bad thing, you know, because they trust their teammate and they will know that we will get them back in there to go make the next play as soon as they grab a quick uh, quick break for a play or two. Perriman kind of pulled up on that touchdown. What, what was going on there on that play? Did we see okay after that? Or what was 
Yeah, I just think it's uh, just going to be probably the course here. I mean, he's everyone's pushing to try to come back as fast as they can, and, um, and there's a need to have guys in, and and, and um, they're working in and just um, nagging injuries that just uh, you know aren't getting worse or anything by them playing, and um, they're competitive. Um, Jordan's a competitive guy, and um, there's others too that are just working through on both sides of the ball um, stuff that's happening throughout the week and. And uh, as long as they can go and they're not, you know, making an injury worse, uh, we're, we're, we're putting them out there, you know. And, um, you know, again, we haven't seen the best of Jordan uh, at all. I just know that. Um, um, and hopefully here in the last four or five weeks, uh, you know, I, I do think he's getting healthier. Um, but it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, he doesn't feel it once in a while and, uh, you know, um, you know, cause him a little, little uh, you know, pain once, you know, here and there. JV on promotion, I guess, if you will, to the mm-hmm. starting spot. How much of that is because of his play and how much of that is just out of necessity? Because yeah, yeah, no, I think it's both. And um, he's been in the rotation. You know, he was in there towards the end of the game uh, on Saturday. Um, you know, that last drive, uh, he had some valuable snaps in there and continues to do a good job. He's just uh, he's a great kid who, uh, you know, comes in and, and is eager to learn. Um, it's gonna gonna be a really good football players for us, uh, and uh, you know probably wasn't the expectation uh, at the beginning of the season that he's in the rotation at the level he's at right now. Um, but you know uh, he, he's he's hungry, and uh, you know <clears throat> we're becoming more confident with him each snap, and I think that's part of where we're at as a team. You know it isn't just that position because. Uh, because uh, you know, bringing up Javion, it's uh, it's about learning and growing uh, as a whole program. You know, understanding how to finish games and how to fight back when you're you're behind. Um, how to handle success, how to handle failure and adversity. Um, you know, and Javion's done a great job uh, through all of that, keeping being very steady. Is, uh, is Javon Parker still at four games? Uh, he's close. We do that. We do the final. We'll talk today. You know, uh, kind of knowing the health report. A little bit of the plan, and then uh, Aaron Knotts does uh, the report every week on uh, kind of updating everyone um, on on what he's at. He's either at three or four. Yep. Uh, he he's still not not with us uh, this last week, and um, you know it'd be week to week with him. You mentioned onside kick. Uh, obviously, that was a, a very important play by Devin. Mm-hmm. How surprised were you guys taken off guard by that? Did you expect it to some degree, or did they have you in a pretty good position? There? You know, it's one of those things. So, the way we teach, uh, there's just a, a couple specific things we do, um, and I, I, I credit Coach Schmidt and just the the fundamentals we teach. Uh, there is a specific technique that we have on an onside kick to make sure that ball is kicked, and uh, our guys, you know do that every single kick to where they see it kick, their eyes are on the ball. And uh, I remember uh, earlier in the week, Coach Schmidt specifically saying, you know, hey, it's the midseason, you know, the routine is, you know, here's the kickoff. Um, You know, this is about the time when someone's going to try to find that gap, you know, that weakness or the person that's caught sleeping. And um, I I just loved it that uh, Devin was on the spot, you know, made that play, um, went through, the that the, was disciplined enough to follow through with the technique and what we teach and um, I love the coaching piece of it too that uh, that we have that instilled in our guys to be ready for that you know week seven you know to start a third quarter so I loved it 
for Devin, you know, he's a guy who's dealt with drop issues throughout his career. I think he had one last week. But for him to hold on, he took a pretty good shot, too. Mm-hmm. What can you say about, about him having that? Up? Yeah, I think it's such a simple thing for him. It's just a matter of staying focused on the ball. You know, if he keeps his eyes on the ball and – doesn't get ahead of himself, uh, he's he's golden. He's uh, going to do a great job. So it's just, uh, you know, it's another – it should prove to him that he can make it uh, – make you know, catch the ball in the toughest uh, situations uh, uh, because he knew he was going to get hit as soon as uh, he grabbed it and he was extended out. Um, but uh, super proud of Devin. It was, a, it was a big play in the game. You've got a couple of weeks now to take a look at that you know, with uh, Jackson inside. Um, and Troy, yeah. on the outside, just from your looking at the film, can you kind of give us an evaluation of what you're seeing with that move? Yeah, I think uh, we're becoming really confident that um, it's a strength for us, you know, with Jackson to be inside and the way he moves people and just his size, it's it's hard to push through him. And uh, the pocket's been really clean um, in, you know, uh, Troy's doing a good job on the outside. I think it's a really good combination for us. Um, you, you know, we're always monitoring that. And I heard the question about uh, Nate, you know, has done a great job and, uh, you know, Mateo. Uh, so um, fortunately, uh, we've been able to to work them in um, when we want to, not uh, because we have to uh, with any injuries and stuff. So uh, those guys, that competition um, and uh, the ability to rotate in keeps them all fresh. And, uh, you know, I love where we're at with our offensive line and the continued growth there. Any chance for Mish or, or Dom this week? Uh, I think Dom – well, Dom is definitely day-to-day. Um, and uh, Mish will start um, working in uh, into drills. And, uh, you know, I think the next couple of days would be really important for him. Um, so I, I would say we're hopeful, but um, – you know, I think you can tell by just kind of how I'm explaining it uh, that we're not certain that he would be ready to go this weekend yet. But uh, Dom would definitely be a, a day-to-day. Is there anything with Julius Irvin? He's not on the depth chart this week. Yeah, he's just, just working through injuries. Yep. Rich, any closer? Uh, yeah, I think I think Rich will be practicing with us here by by for sure Wednesday. Chance uh, will be ready after maybe the break. Yeah, we're getting itchy with him, and I know he is too. So uh, um, th- this will be another, another, uh, you know, another step for him this week. Um, you know, with just uh, ramping it up, and um, I know he's. Uh, it-, it seems like his smile is getting a little bigger every day. You know, knowing that he's getting closer. So uh, there would definitely be some hope that uh, by the bye week. Uh, you know, after the bye week, that we could uh, we could maybe be seeing him in uh, in some capacity. With with Eddie, uh, you obviously haven't seen him play since you've been here on the field, but you've seen tape and you know what kind of kid he mm-hmm. is, what kind of leader he is. What do you think he would bring to this defense? Just just having him a part of your arsenal. Yeah, I think uh, his mindset is just. Uh, I mean, it's elite. You know, he's he, he can just stay focused on. The, you know, just even the mental reps and how he goes about it, it's so important to him. And our player, our, our team knows that. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a high character guy. And, and so when he speaks, uh, you know, it's something that he doesn't just ask of his team. It's something he does himself. And so, um, you know, he's a leader, you know, in, in every way, you know, not just as a, as a player, but also as a person. So, um, you know, we'd be, I think the team would be so excited for him um, that he'd be back just because they love him so much, but also we all know that he would help us out uh, as well as a football player. Anything else for Coach? All right.
All right. All right. Thank you.